Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, Ottawa has its first back-to-back -back of the season, but we're feeling good after a 6-3 win last night in Toronto. That was a fun one, Ross, but the Sens have a long way to go to turn things around here, so we're going to shift our focus to tonight's battle up against the red-hot Vancouver Canucks. And was it a Monday meeting with Daniel Alfredson, Steve Steos, and the players that turned this ship around? Pierre Lebrun detailed that in his article with The Athletic. We'll discuss it and more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 913 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, you can follow the show on social media. We're at Send Central on Twitter, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube, where a like, comment, and subscription go a long way to helping the show grow. Today's comment, we want to know how you're feeling in this back-to-back, -back, because some might abstain and say, let me wait until both games are done before making a decision on how I feel about this team. But with a win tonight, they could be back at 500. Little victories go a long way. Today is Thursday, November 9th, and Pilsy, nothing better than beating the Leafs. Oh, it's great. I mean, obviously... We, we can't stand here and act like everything is fine in Sens land, but it's nice to just get a little positivity heading into a the first back-to-back -back of the season, Ross, because all these gaps between games, is it's messing with me. It's giving me anxiety. I want right back into the action. So you celebrate a big win up against your division rivals in the Toronto Maple Leafs last night in their old, own barn. Now, Sens are going back home to the CTC, Freezing cold water coming out of the taps. They're home. They're ready to go up against a red-hot Vancouver Canucks team. This is going to be a very telling sign, Ross, if this team is indeed stabilizing things the way Steve Steos wants them to. I'm not ready to move on to tomorrow's game. Tonight's game, rather. Because I want to talk about yesterday's game. The postcast was electric. Over 500 the whole way through. We appreciate yep. everybody for tuning in tonight. Martian and Pilsy will have you covered. Canucks. Senators, but Pilsy, last night's game, to me, there's lots to build off of. You found a line that works. Yep. It's unfortunate that, you know, there's a common denominator between the two lines that have worked so far this season. It'd be nice to get multiple areas clicking, but Matthew Joseph moves on to the line with Tim Stutzla and Claude Giroux and the three combined for 10 points in that game. That's the good. The bad, though, that Norris-Kachuk-Batherson line was invisible especially in the offensive zone. And we're out there for a couple unfortunate defensive plays as well. Is that something where you're going to try to look to split them up right away? Or do you let them battle through it, knowing that these three have shown they can contribute together in the past? I mean, I think either is an okay option, Ross. Uh, personally, for me, and we talked about this on the postcast, 
I think the right move here is bringing Batherson down to the third line, demoting him, if you will, less ice time, uh, and of creating that spot so that you can elevate Vladimir Tarasenko. I would like to see a line of Brady Chuck Norris and Vladimir Tarasenko and then have the third line be Kubalik, Roby Yarventi, and then Drake Batherson. Has Jacob Chikrin on the back end exceeded your expectations so far this year? You know what? I, I will say a little bit, yeah, but not that much because when he was brought in, and the Sens paid a pretty penny to get him at the trade deadline, and but when he was brought in, he was one of the most sought-after defense defensemen that were available on the trade market, and the Sens got him. And sure, there's the injury concerns, but when he's healthy, my God, is this guy good offensively, defensively. He can eat minutes 31 um, and 6 seconds last night which is a little nerve-wracking in the first half of a back-to-back, but we'll get to that later. But Jacob Chikrin has been the defenseman that this decor has needed because Thomas Shabbat couldn't do it all. And then Jake Sanderson, when Shabbat and Chikrin were injured at the end of last season, he couldn't do it all either. So Chikrin is kind of the bridging the gap between Shabbat and Sanderson having to pull all the weight around here. I thought he would be, and not to say that he's not been decent defensively, but he does kind of look a little lost at times in his own zone, but he is much more of an offensive threat than I thought. We knew he had the booming yeah. shot, but like he sneaks down to the top of the, the hash marks or the top of the circle uh, where he scored his goal last night. But Pelzi, now that we've kind of reveled in the victory, uh, Joseph Wall was bad. Like three, if not four of those goals were just straight up bad goals to let in. Hey, I'm not apologizing for it. But it should be noted that he was bad. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, that's a that's a pleasant surprise for Sens fans. As if you look at uh, Joseph Wall's numbers throughout his career, I, I know it's not a big sample size, but he's been pretty sharp. So it's nice that they were able to catch him on an off night. Uh, I think that game in Buffalo that Mikey DiStefano referenced on our show wasn't a great one for him. And then that kind of bled into the Ottawa game here. So that's what you want to see. You want to catch goalies when they're down and we'll get into this later, but classic move by the Vancouver Canucks playing a backup goalie up against the Ottawa Senators. I told you Ross, this was going to happen. Teams love doing this, but Casey DeSmith is, is no slouch. Like he's, he's had decent numbers uh, uh, before and he's off to not a bad start this season as well. But I will say I'll take DeSmith over Thatcher Demko every day of the week, every day of the week. And, uh, Last year, Ottawa got the better of uh, Casey DeSmith when he was in Pittsburgh. Remember, Ottawa put 40 shots up on him, scored five goals in January. Um, so at least they, they've, they've got experience beating this guy. But Pilsy, and I don't want to isolate our audio listeners. We absolutely love each and every one of you tune into the show day to day. But Pilsy, we love doing this with Jurassic Park, the leaf pile out there in the playoffs. But I want to pull up. This is just great photography by our friends at the uh, USA Today. I want to zoom in a little bit more even here. Uh, pick your favorite Leaf fan. Pick your favorite Leaf fan here. There's a few good ones to choose from. I can uh, I can assure you that these suit these suit men here in the second row are having a, a good night. In the top right, you see those four in the in the fourth row. Yeah, yeah. Those guys are are looking for a less depressing venue for their next business meeting. I'm looking at Ross. If you move your mouse down a little bit from where you were, that kid with the backwards hat—that's 
that's tough for that kid. No, a little to the right. Yeah, that guy right there. Poor kid. This is not what he expected from uh, a night out with what I assume is his dad beside him. Too bad. Yeah, that's tough. And then we got Biebs and his old man there in the fourth row. Above that, we've got uh, safety first from the fans, too. Great to see the neck guards are being worn in the crowd, too, with the Dougie Gilmore jersey, eh? <laughs> And underrated of all this, uh, Pilsy, and one, I mean, the look Timmy's given Chikrin there is like, yeah, I just did that. This is after the 6-3 goal, by the way. This is right after Morgan Riley yep. absolutely annihilated William Nylander in front of the net. William Nylander's all-time there. Paint me like one of your French girls, please. Yeah, William Nylander's like, they don't pay me enough for this crap. I can't wait to get out of Toronto. All right, and that was having some fun with Leaf fans as we like to do here on Locked On Senators. Pilsy, this was a good one to look back on, but it could compound and really carry some momentum if they can get a result tonight against the Vancouver Canucks. It's a 7 o'clock puck drop in Ottawa, your nation's capital, and they're going up against the Canucks that are 9-2-1. and one. We will have that full game day preview. Locked On player, lookout player. Pilsy's parlay was a Joseph Wool mishandling the puck away from hitting he had the under eight and a half. Wait, was that all or did others not hit? <laughs> I only hit one out of four legs, but oh. I appreciate that, Ross. I appreciate it. I was under the impression. I was giving you way too much credit. Feel free to give yeah. me credit when we get to the levy lock, which is an abysmal record right now. I'll try. I'll try. But Pilsy, we'll save all that because there's a story from behind the scenes that just seems like one of those come together moments. Yep. We'll let you know what it is next. You're listening to Locked On Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Mary J's. Mary J's is a locally owned cannabis dispensary in the Ottawa area. Three best friends started it off. They grinded. They slept on air mattresses on the floor of their sales room to make ends meet. And through their hard work and dedication, they now have four stores in Ottawa and even a store in Coburg. If you guys are in the Ottawa area, you can find them at Riverside South. Orleans, Greeley, and Russell. Mary J's offers the absolute best and newest products on the market with many new additions to the menu every single week. They always keep it fresh there. Mary J's has everything you need, whether you're a rookie or a grizzled vet. Mary J's offers competitive pricing. In fact, guys, they will price match any store in Ottawa, any store, and they will give you the guaranteed best price round at a Mary J's location. And they've got friendly bud tenders who are always ready to assist. One of the owners, Dashy, absolute beauty, diehard Sens fan. So go to one of the four locations in Ottawa, say what up to Dashy, pick his brain about the newest products that they have, and talk some sense. Guys, check it out today. Mary J's. Today's also brought to you by our friends at Jace Medical. The Jace case provides you with five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. The beauty of the Jace case is that it's personalized and it's an emergency medication kit. So it's helping you out in times of need. Jace Medical now offers customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications and Gift cards are also available for family or your loved ones so they can get a Jace case of your own. The Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics and all it takes to get one is to fill out a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of their board certified physicians. So get ongoing care on any treatment related questions. The Jace case is doctor created and doctor recommended. So it's a three-step process. Don't be caught unprepared. Number one. Number two, 
Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. And number three, Jace handles everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation. So check them out today by going to jacemedical.com and use our promo code locked on at checkout. You'll get $20 discount on your order. That's promo code locked on at jacemedical.com, J A S E medical.com. All right, Pilsy. So the Senators are 1-0 and this week. Undefeated this week. Let's go. And there's one common denominator that we can find, at least. And that's President of Hockey Operations, Steve Steos, who will now affectionately be known as Steady Stevie Steos. He's got that personality. Calm, cool, collected. The guys over at Missing Curfew Podcast, Scotty Upshaw and Shane O'Brien, one's from Edmonton, one played with them there, and they said this guy is just just as, as salt of the earth as you could get. No visor, defensive defenseman, just the kind of guy you wanted to play with back when he was a player, and now seems like the kind of guy you want to play for. What were your thoughts as you were going through Pierre Lebrun's one-on-one with Steve Steos today where he was detailing you know, a specific meeting that took place this Monday. I mean, it was really great for Sens fans to see that uh, and read that from Pierre Lebrun because Steve Steos comes as advertised, right? Like Michael Anlauer's whole thing with Steve Steos is, hey, I've known this guy for a long time. We've had success in Hamilton. He's someone that I trust to kind of right the ship, <laughs> ship, excuse me, and keep things steady. And look, sometimes you need the front office to, to cross that dimension and go talk to the players and be a part of the team in that sense, right? Like sometimes you need them to stay away, or most times you need them to stay away and let the team, coach, players handle it. But at certain points when things go as crazy as they have gone in Ottawa, you got to try something a little different. And I think it helps Ross that Steve Stales was such a respected player. He brings a little cachet with him when he's going to talk to these players. It's not just some guy in a suit. He's been there. He's had to face adversity. Probably not quite like this, but he's had the ups and downs of an NHL career. And like you mentioned, a steady defensive defenseman. Doesn't get too high. Doesn't get too low. He just says, guys, look, we're facing adversity right now. Here, I'll, I'll read the quote here. We got hit with a lot of adversity in a short period of time. I thought it was the right thing to let them know, hey, this adversity that we're facing, and it's my job to eliminate some of that noise for them and create the environment and stability where they can just go out and play, end quote. So what he's saying is, we'll deal with all this crazy stuff that's happening in the the media and with the front office. You don't worry about that. You guys focus on winning hockey games, focus on the games upcoming this week, and we'll handle everything else. Don't let the outside noise stop you from playing your game and I think Steve Steos, really, Ross, uh, it seems like he is the right guy for this this moment in time in sense history. Steve Steos coming in with a decent amount of experience, but he's only 50 years old as well. Just turned 50 in July. He looks like the kind of guy who, you know, is, is really just kind of ascending to a position where I'm at the point now where I wouldn't be shocked if he names himself GM. But obviously, I think the more voices he has around him, the better. The bottom line is for the next well, for the foreseeable future, Steve Steos will be pulling the strings in hockey operations as the president in that department. Love this quote. It's certainly a, 
a stark contrast to we've heard times when the old owner used to come down and rip his team after, you know, a tough stretch. But this is just bringing that positive environment to everyone else. And uh, I'm excited to see what the Steve Steos regime is going to do next. One thing I took from this article is there will not be a coaching change. I think even just for the standpoint of him wanting to calm the waters, I think that obviously it, it could get to an, an unattainable position where you have to make a change, but you know what solves everything? Putting the puck in the back of the opposition's mm. net more than it's going in your own. So uh, I think a lot of relief has come from the management team for no, um, you know, no loss last night. You get the win. Everybody's feeling good. Uh, we saw a Toronto Maple Leafs reporter uh, mention that Michael Anlauer gave DJ a big hug after the game. DJ's high fives lot. and hugs. Let's go hugs, baby. High fives and hugs. Wonder what people think of the hire now. But Michael Anlar was at the game. We knew that the Martian yep. had that first. And what uh, what we like to see when the owners at a road game is getting the win, getting the. I wonder if you think Michael Anlar is a beat the traffic chant guy. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> we, got, we got great video sent to us at Sense Central yesterday. Sense fans brought the heat, the energy in yesterday's game. We absolutely love to see that. Yeah, uh, especially when you double up 6-3 on the Leafs. But yeah, the the main thing here, Ross, is ownership has kind of set the standard for how things are going to be. The president of hockey operations slash interim GM is setting the standard, and DJ Smith is going to continue to do his thing. That's the thing. Like I feel like a lot of people are just like, well, if, if the coach isn't getting it done, you have to fire him. It's as easy as that. And you know what? Sometimes it is. But I think if you still have the players fighting for this coach, and it's not just Brady saying it to the media just to say the politically correct thing, I believe it. Same with Claude Root. Like he's he's even getting a little testy about it. Like, guys, like how like what else do you want me to say about this? We support the coach here. So I think that goes a long way that even if the results maybe aren't there, the players are still standing firmly with DJ Smith. And notice that Claude Giroux's comments came after that meeting. So I was wondering why he sounded so yeah. confident. You brought it up on the show. Yes. You're like, how's he so confident DJ's not going anywhere? I think there this is go. also going to build the relationship between Steve Steos and the players. He can't then say that in the meeting, which I believe is what was said, and then go out and fire him. I think DJ's safe until at least Christmas, and they'll reevaluate in the new year. That's that's just my thought process on it. Obviously, the, the win last night relieves a bit of the tension with that. Shout out for uh, Pierre Lebrun. The one person who's ever written back to me and said, no, I'm good. I'm not coming on your show. Uh, so I respect the honesty there, but also great one-on-one -on -one article. So um, we appreciate that from him. Now, with let's stick with the insiders here, and then we'll get to our game day preview in the next segment. Our guy... Kevin Himena made it nice and easy for us to uh, to get the the clippings from 32 Thoughts for the Ottawa Senators this last 32 Thoughts. Obviously, Elliot Friedman, Sportsnet are the guys who bring you 32 Thoughts. So one of his thoughts was about that meeting. But something else that I was really happy to see, not that it was you know in question that much, but the plan is that Shane Pinto will be back in Ottawa after the suspension is over. There was some thoughts like, oh, you know, does the organization think differently? Is it something that they're going to try to move him? But that can be put to rest. Steve Steos 
or I'm assuming Steve Stavos told him this, but Elliot Freeman is reporting that Shane Pinto will return to the Senators lineup. They'll figure out a contract by the time his suspension ends January 21st. So that's some good news there as well. Yeah. And that's the thing, Ross, like this is refreshing for Sens fans when ownership and upper management says things and then follows through with it. Like the whole, like Ross, the, the entire stance we've had on Shane Pinto has been from DJ Smith, the coach. We stand behind him. He made a mistake. He's going to pay, pay the, uh, the fine, the suspension, and he's going to be welcome back. The management, same thing. He made a mistake. We support him. We hope he gets help, but he's welcome back. Like there's been no idea of throwing him under the bus or saying we, we got to trade him or he's, he's not welcome here anymore. None of that. So I feel like that, that's not even news to me. That's just reaffirming what has already been said and that the process will go that way. So that's good to see because, look, Pinto's an important part of this team, and uh, I think it'll be a nice boost when he comes back. Agreed, and get him and Ridley Gregg in the lineup for the first time ever together. And now wow. you see depth down in the bottom six. And if Kubali keeps scoring the way he's going, sheesh, don't make me pull out the Debrinket comparables. Don't make me do it, Pelosi. Ross, I told you he was just on a slow start to his hot start. So now the, the slow start to the hot start has ended. The hot start is here. Let's go, Kubalik. Keep this in mind as well from Elliot Friedman, 32 Thoughts, that asking around on Steve Steos, this is the direct quote, a couple things I heard about him. The two things that are most important to him when he evaluates hockey players are character and hockey sense. So keep that in mind. Look for the Senators to acquire more smart players, maybe than the old brute force players that they would go out and acquire in the old regime. So keep that in mind. Tonight, another tough test. The Vancouver Canucks are not to be taken lightly. We'll have a full game day preview. You're listening to Locked On Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Parkview Advance. Guys, as a business owner, you realize there are times when receivables might fall behind. But that doesn't mean you need to fall behind on your vendor payments, payroll, or rent. Keep up with all those things. For more than 25 years, Parkview Advance has helped businesses secure working capital. From $5,000 to $1.5 million, Parkview Advance can approve your working capital in as little as 24 hours. It's a much easier process than you might imagine. We invite the many entrepreneurs that are locked on Sens fans to learn more by calling at 203-675-0071 or head to the website parkviewadvance.com. If your business needs working capital, call Parkview Advance today. Get started on it, guys. Parkview Advance, helping businesses with their working capital. Go to parkviewadvance.com. All right, Pilsy, here we are. First back-to-back game day of the season. It's a nice contrast to having four days off after every game. So much better, Ross. I, I, I need more sense hockey after that win. If they, if they made us wait after that, I would have gone crazy. So we're right back at it. Another Canadian team, A, the Vancouver Canucks. Rest is a weapon. I've, if I hear that one more time, I'll go crazy. The Senators have only played three hockey games since October 28th. Uh, October 28th, it's November 9th, dude. Wow. 
So let's keep this ship rolling. And who will be rolling with the ship here tonight? Rolling. We've got an expected lineup because, of course, no morning skate today for the Ottawa Senators. DJ Smith will address the media at 4.45 p.m. Eastern. Follow us on Twitter at Send Central. We'll get you the information you need. We're going to assume Anton Forsberg starts in goal. Pilsy, hit us with the lines that we expect to see tonight. Here we go. Brady Kachuk with Josh Norris and Drake Batherson. Matthew Joseph with Tim Stutzla and Claude Drew. Dominic Kubelik with Yarventi and Tarasenko. Parker Kelly and Chartier and Zach McEwen. On defense, Jake Sanderson. Hopefully, Artem Zub. Please. Zub? Question mark? Jacob Chicken with JVD. And Tyler Clevin with his mentor, Travis Hamanick. In goal. Sorry, we, we don't we don't call him Travis Hamanick anymore. We call him plus four. <laughs> yeah. The hammer was getting it done last night. Uh goalies, give me Anton Forsberg. Let's get Forsberg back in the mix here. And backing up will be Eunice Corpusel. Yeah, I think that's the right call. You know, you don't want it to be a situation where you roll Corpusalo into the dirt. Let's get Forzy no, in there. It's a tandem. Come on. Get start. My locked-on player for tonight is Jacob Chikrin. Played a career-high 31-06. I mean, I feel like he's taken up a lot of the airwaves here on Locked On Senators between last night's postcast and today's episode. We've already discussed his tremendous start to the season. Pilsy, you know what? I want to contextualize this for you a little bit for the Senators. They're going up against the best defenseman in the National Hockey League right now, okay? So that's a high bar because Quinn Hughes has 20 points in 12 games. Yeah. Heck, even Philip Ronick has 13 points in 12 games, but no goals. Philip Ronick is eating, thanks to Quinn Hughes as well. But in in terms of goal-scoring defensemen, this is some good company that he's in. Let's let's go with a defenseman with five or more goals. Quinn Hughes, Dougie Hamilton, Jacob Chikrin. That's the whole list. All three of them tied with five goals apiece. Heck, only three defensemen have four goals. Noah Dobson, Sean Dersey, and Drew Doughty. So you look at that, you're like, okay, wow. Jacob Chikrin's having a good start to the season. How many defensemen in the National Hockey League who have played more than 10 games are at or above a point-per-game clip? The answers, Quinn Hughes, Kale McCarr, Victor Hedman, Adam Fox, Philip Ronick, Noah Dobson, and Jacob Chikrin. That's the list. He is in elite company. I'm a little concerned about the quick turnaround after having his career high in ice time. He's going to be relied upon again tonight at home, but he's a guy who I'm going to be locked on to after his performance yesterday. Yep, hard not to be locked on to Jacob Chikrin when he's playing half the game. Uh, that's for sure, but hopefully we get that down to... 21 or 22 minutes. He can play 24 tonight. Anything above that, I'll start to be like, okay, we're in a bit of a pickle. All right. Uh, I'm going to go my locked-on player, Vladimir Tarasenko. I've said it, but I'll emphasize it again. I thought this guy was just going to be a sniper, nothing else. Defensive liability, no playmaking ability, uh, not going to be getting physical in the battles. I was wrong. Vladimir Tarasenko. Ross, this guy had one of the best reverse hits I've seen in a long time. Simon Benoit was not ready for Vladimir Tankasenko. He was ready. He got knocked on his ass real quick. That happened insanely fast. Tarasenko, big body, uses it there. And then incredible playmaking ability. The patience 
getting into the blue line, waiting, waiting, waiting. And then he hit, uh, I believe it was uh, Roby. No, who scored that goal that he hit with that nice pass? It wasn't Roby Arventi. Was that Timmy? Who was that pass where Tarasenko fed it to him and he had a nice chance in front? In last night's game? Yeah. It was Roby. It was on the little half breakaway. Okay, it was Roby. Yes, there we go. Uh, a nice pass by Tarasenko there. So, Vladimir Tarasenko, it'd be nice for him to pot a goal here, but I want to be locked onto him because he's doing it all, baby. He certainly is. And the fans, they want the captain to back up his words on home ice. That that line with Norris, Kachuk, and Batherson, I keep saying they're going to get going eventually when it comes most most particularly to Drake Batherson. But still, like Norris, I think, could find another gear here. And Brady, Brady's been the the most valuable senator all season long, give or take. Like you could even throw like the fact that the conversation could include Matthew Joseph, I think says a lot about his start, but man, Brady obviously leads the team in goals, points, hits, uh, or not points anymore. Sorry, but leads the team in goals, hits, pims, uh, and some other, I, I tweeted out yesterday when we did our locked on players, but down, um, down for that, um, and I'm down for Brady Kachuk to take over tonight's game. We're about to bring on one of the hosts of Locked On Canucks to help us preview the Vancouver Canucks, but he just came in hot in the group chat this morning, says oh. we're going to see a Brady Kachuk-JT Miller fight tonight. So let's uh, let's hope that, I mean, if Brady's going to fight someone, at least get one of the best players off of their rocker on the other team. Yeah, that'd be nice. Uh, Brady Kachuk uh, doing a better job of not letting guys uh, under under his uh, pay class, I'll say, I guess, uh, taking him out for five minutes while they only have a third or fourth line scrub going out for five minutes. So that's what you like to see. Love to see it. Let's get to our keys to the game first, and then we're going to bring on Kyle Bowen of on Vancouver Canucks to discuss this. The first key to victory, and I've been alluding to it all show, Wakey, wakey, top line. You know these guys have an extra gear to them, but we have not seen it in some time. I think maybe you can give a little bit of leniency to the fact that they are only put back together recently, but tonight is a big opportunity for Kachuk, Norris, and Batherson to to match what they saw the other top six line of Stutzla, Joseph, and Giroux do in last night's game. So I'm going to be really watching that top line, seeing what they can cook up. Yeah, my key to victory here is, look, this top pair of Quinn Hughes and Philip Ronick, these guys are offensive machines. We already talked about it. They've got 33 points together. Like, you got to watch out when these guys are on the ice. They're, they're going to be a defense pair where I feel like sometimes the best defense is a good offense because their plus-minus numbers are looking great too. So basically, I want to just be sure that every time that pair is on the ice, it's not the yin and yang pair that we usually like, Ross. One offensive guy, one shutdown guy. These guys are both confident moving the puck, and you got to watch out when they're on the ice. Who would you be looking to match up line-wise? Because I want Brady out there every shift, making it hard on them breaking out their own zone. Yep, and then as defense, as far as the defense goes, Ross – Lee, as our third key to the game goes, Zub, simply Zub. Give me Sanderson and Zub up against uh, the Hughes, Ronick, and the top lines for the Vancouver Canucks. And we're about to get to that, but Zub is the third key to victory because, look, not, not only did their top four last night play a ton, top five especially, Nicholas Mattien-Palo barely saw the ice after getting walked by Austin Matthews at the end of the first period. So what can they do 
to get Artem Zub ready to go in this game, get him playing even like 18 minutes of Zub is better than six minutes of Matthew Paolo. Take a little pressure off of JBD and we'll go from there. So those are your keys to victory. Now let's get to the Vancouver Canucks. And before we pull up their lines, we bring on a good friend of the show, the co-host of Locked On Canucks, Kyle Bowen, <laughs> bright and early on the left coast. What's going on, brother? The West Coast, the best coast of Canada. I'm doing good, man. I'm really excited for tonight's game. And I'm predicting this, man. I know you guys don't like Brady Kachuk fighting bums. And I get that because he's too good of a player. But I'm seeing a future where JT Miller and Brady Kachuk become rivals or just scrap it out today. I, I really see that happening, man. Something's telling me. Because JT Miller was interviewed yesterday by Sportsnet 650. And he said something about how he doesn't care about Team USA. He's not thinking cool. about that. So I feel as if both those player types, how intense they are, so much is riding uh, on this season. Uh, they're going to they're gonna come together today, for real. Okay, I, I like that you're calling it That's out. Sweet. I like yeah. it. Yeah, and JT Miller uh, is one of those guys, Kyle, where he's a hothead. Like, if you get him going, if you get him pissed off, like, he'll mix it up. So that'd be a good one to see. Center ice, let's go. Bro, I saw, um, I saw Brady Kachuk score that goal against Tampa after uh, – the bench was hounding at him in that. I think uh, what's the guy's name uh, from Tampa? Tanner's, you know, Oh yep. dude, that was one of the funniest plays I've seen in such a long time. And <laughs> it made me into a even bigger Brady Kachuk fan because that's the type of guy you want on your team slash. You just want to watch every night because he just puts a smile on your face, man. Like he's so entertaining. There's not a lot of guys like that out there. Hey, I'd rather he grabs JT Miller than uh, the guy he grabbed last year when these two teams went head to head. Pulling up <laughs> on YouTube, him and Tyler Myers getting in the mix as well. But let's look at uh, let's look at the Canucks projected lines for tonight's game. And I want you to to let me know after I run through this who who's your locked on player to watch tonight for the Canucks. Who should Sens fans be keeping their eye on? It you know we've already discussed that top pair on the back end. So I want you to give me something a little spicier than Quinn Hughes or Philip Peronic. But the lines should be as followed: Elias Pettersson between Ilya Mikheyev and Andre Kuzmenko, J.T. Miller centering Phil DiGiuseppe and Brock Besser. We got Pia Suter and Dakota Joshua and Connor Garland as the third line. The fourth line. Is Sam Lafferty? I always think of Happy Gilmore when I hear that name. Lafferty, Daniel, and uh, then we've got Niels Hoaglander and Anthony Bavillier on defense. Quinn Hughes with Philip Peronic, Carson Susi with Tyler Myers, and Ian Cole with Mark. Don't call me Elliot Friedman. Casey DeSmith starts in goal. Kyle, you're locked on Vancouver Canuck player. It's Patterson, and he did it before in Ottawa. He scored a lot of goals in one game, I think, in his rookie season. And Patterson is coming off one of his worst games a couple nights ago, and I think that's going to inspire this guy to really bring it today. And I, I don't know. I feel as if he's going to come up big. And I know he's come up big all season long, and eventually you're going to you know, see him kind of cool off because it's just the ebbs and flows of the season. But you're facing a Pedersen that, again, is coming off one of his worst games of the season, and I don't think he likes that, man. He's a, such an intense player. And him and Kuzmenko, just genuinely, genuinely speaking, five on five, they still have a lot to bring to the table. And I think we're going to see that starting on this road trip uh, in the East, man. So yeah, Pedersen, I know that's scary news for you Senators fans who really want to put together, you know, a winning streak here after beating the Maple Leafs. But I don't know if Pedersen's going to let that happen tonight. Worth noting that Elias Pedersen has 15 points in 11 career games <laughs> against Ottawa, shooting 22 and a half percent. Yeah. Yeah, man. 
this guy's on a heater right now, a contract year for him, and he's making sure he's adding a lot of stats to uh, take to mm-hmm. that contract negotiation. Um, before I get to my lookout player, Kyle, I want to ask you, does it surprise you that Casey DeSmith is starting tonight after it's been so many nights off and the way Demko's been playing and you guys have a back-to-back later on this weekend? Is it surprising that DeSmith is here or do you like this move from the Canucks? I think it's a little surprising, but it's also been a little bit since we've seen Casey DeSmith. It feels like it's been like nine days, ten days, and they probably want to you know, keep him warm. And I did hear from reports that the Canucks are more than open to playing the Smith two out of three times on this road trip. So okay. it is what it is. And I guess that's the other player to watch too, because the Smith has been so, so good this season for the Vancouver Canucks. And if he can continue it after he's been sitting on the bench for a little bit, then I think we can actually say that the Canucks may have one of the best duos in net. Yo, the Canuck fans right now, we have the best everything. That's how we're feeling, man. And if another Must thing nice. that we do have is a goaltending duo like that, it's, yep. I'm not gonna say cup or bust, but man, we feeling we feeling strong out here, man. We we uh, we high off the gas right now, man. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, you should be. You're nine two yeah. and one. Pillsy, your lookout player. Uh, my lookout player is gonna be the other guy in this photo. If you're watching on YouTube, Elias Pedersen and Brock Besser oh, celebrating thought, a goal. Thought it was Prince Charming. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, he's a good looking dude, Brock Besser. Uh, I wanted to highlight Philip Ronick, but we already talked about that. So I'm switching gears here and I'm going with Brock Besser. 10 goals in 12 games. And I know it's early, so you got to take these uh, stats with a grain of salt. But shooting at a 28.6% clip, that scares me. That scares me big time. So Brock Besser, look out for him tonight. Yeah, I like that call. I was going to go with JT Miller. We've discussed him a little bit during this show. So I'm going to highlight Andre Kuzmenko, who should have been a senator for life. Kyle, I'm not sure if you know, but a lot of Sens fans were already penciling him into the lineup before he decided to sign with the Vancouver Canucks because Ottawa had some success bringing Artem Zub over, and and they were teammates. We're like, oh, they'll just talk in Russian? You know, he'll come right here. It'll be all good. That's not the case. Kuzmenko picks Vancouver. He's got the ugliest tape job in the National Hockey League, but somehow – it works. He's up to 10 points in 12 games so far this season. And uh, when he's on the ice, expect him to be in the offensive zone. This is a shocking statistic. Kuzmenko starts 68% of his uh, shifts in the offensive zone. So he's cooking in the O zone, but they've got other guys that they uh, trust more in the D zone. Kyle, mm-hmm. I want to ask, what what Canucks fans, obviously you're feeling good about yourselves, but how much is it a coaching consistency for you, man? Is Rick Tockett the man of the town in Vancouver right now? Yeah, I think I think he definitely is. And I don't know if y'all know this, but the Vancouver Canucks got fined a lot of money at the end of last season because after game 82, I think they held some like private sessions on their ice with some of their players and their coaching staff. And all in all, the money was well spent because (laughs) it's been pretty adamant that this team needed structure and discipline and them pulling all the strings to make sure that happened going into this season again was worth it. And so much of this is the team being bought in and bought in into the structure. And sometimes when I watch the senators play, they kind of remind me of like, I don't want to say the old Vancouver Canucks. It's only been 11 games, 11 or 12 games, right? It's still so early, but I feel as if that's what you guys are missing. You know, just a little bit of being bought in collectively to the process. And that could really, that could really leave a lot of wiggle, wiggle room for guys like Sutsla and Kachuk and Sanderson to really just, do the most and just uh, again being bought in is such a magical experience and i did not think the canucks were gonna 
do that this season. For real, I thought the Canucks were going to take the next step because Miller, Patterson, Hughes, and Demko were going to elevate and kind of carry the boys. But it's been, I know you look at the stats and the box score and you could be like, oh yeah, they're being led by their stars, but it's been a complete, complete team effort. And maybe you'll see that tonight. Like you'll see everyone come back. You'll see everyone finishing checks and they're moving as a unit. And that's why I think Canuck fans are also kind of irrational right now because again, it may look like this team is being led by their stars, but it's, it's a whole team effort. Yeah, I mean, you deserve to be irrational right now, Kyle. Li- live up this irrational <laughs> little time zone you're in right now because you guys deserve it. And yeah, Rick Tockett is one hell of a coach. I think that was a great move for the Vancouver Canucks bringing him in. And when you get goaltending like you're getting right now, that's that's one spot mm-hmm. where the Ottawa Senators, their whole idea was to bring in a tandem-type goalie system, Corpus being 1A, Forsberg 1B, and it just hasn't clicked yet. So I think you got to be feeling pretty good over there. You're looking like you're feeling good. I'll just say that. Hey, thank you, brother. How, how are you guys feeling, though? I think I think the Senators, uh, before yesterday's game, they are what, 4-6, and six, now they're 5-6. and six. I think that wasn't, like, from my point of view, it wasn't the worst spot to be. Like, it's still early in the season. It could have been – you guys could have been, like, two – Five and one, you know, it's, I, we I don't think the Edmonton Oilers. We exactly. Been so after yesterday's win, are you guys back to like, okay, you, we could still do this this season. Like we are taking two steps this season. Cause that's the ultimate goal for you guys as well. It's not just taking like one little step. It's proving to the NHL that the Ottawa senators are actually back. Yeah. Like the, ask me on Sunday, brother. Cause we got Vancouver tonight and Calgary okay. at home on, on Saturday. Like you need at least one and hopefully three points at least well, out of those. Well, the disappointing thing, Kyle, is this was a big win. It felt good. So Sens fans are like, all right, can't wait to refresh the standings. They're still dead last in the Atlantic and dead last in the Eastern Conference. So we feel a little good about that win, but it didn't do much. There's a long way to go, unfortunately. Yeah, there's a long way to go. Just, you know, keep your heads up and, I don't know, expect a really entertaining game tonight. I don't think uh, the Senators are just going to, you know, say it's good enough to beat the Leafs and blah, blah, blah. Like, they, they... obviously want to build off of it. And I honestly think they're, they're a pretty stacked team. You know, if you're playing with the Ottawa senators on like NHL 24, you're having a lot of fun and all they need to do is just buy in, you know, buy into like one way of playing and everyone pulling for each other. And again, it's early in Vancouver, but I've seen that pay huge dividends and I didn't even expect it to happen. And if it can happen for the Vancouver Canucks, like out of nowhere where the whole team is playing like a team, it can happen for you guys as well. The profit Kyle Bowen. Hey, bit of, man. Bit of pandering, but we love it. You gonna stick around for some Pilsy's parlay of the day, where we roast Pilsy's bets or what? No way, dude! I got a I got a video to upload right now. We just roasted a bunch of Ottawa Senators fans on our video because <laughs> some of you guys oh, no. were commenting things like no one in the league is picking Brady Kachuk over uh, Quinn Hughes. I'm sorry, over Brady Kachuk, and we went back to those comments from the summer and Fair. had a little bit of fun. Okay, one love, man, one love. All right, there's Kyle Bowen, Locked On Canucks. Go check out Locked On Canucks wherever you get your podcasts and YouTube. Enjoy the game tonight, Kyle. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out, peace out. Have fun. One love, man. There goes Kyle Bowen, Locked On Canucks. Just a complete electric factory. To wrap up today's show, I've got a levy lock, Pilsy. I've got a levy lock. Josh Norris, three-plus shots on goal. If I see plus money next to Josh Norris at three shots, I'm in. So Josh Norris, Levy Lock. Don't look at the season record. Just look at the bet. That's a good bet. We like it. We're hammering it. Levy Lock. 
Yeah, uh, Ross, I mentioned to you, if you can get plus numbers on uh, player shots on goal, that's a nice way to boost the green numbers. Uh, so I like this levy lock and hope you can get back in the back in the right side of things here. We don't like Pilsy's parlay of the day, though. Well, I mean, I, I like today's Pilsy's parlay of the day, Ross, but it has been tough sledding. I was three and two. Remember those days? I was three and two. It was, I was flying high on FanDuel, but... Trying to get back in the saddle right now. Marsha called me out that I'm not I'm not risking it as much as I should. But if you're a sports gambler, you know there's going to be ebbs and flows. But you got to pick your spots to go big tonight. I'm not really sure what's going to happen. Second half of a back to back. Don't know if Zub's going to play, etc. It's kind of a weird game. So I'm just sticking with the over at five and a half. That's an adjusted over. I went from six and a half to five and a half just to play it a little safe here, Ross. Hughes, three plus shots. I looked at his shot totals. This guy's lighting it up. Like I mentioned, I'm worried about that pairing. And then this is a weird move, but I think this is nice because it gives a bit of both. Canucks reverse puck line plus one and a half. That way, if the Sens win by one, it still hits. And it gives a little wiggle room if things get out of hand uh, for the Ottawa Senators here. So put all those together. You're going to get plus 234 odds on FanDuel. And there you have it, Pilsy. Any final thoughts on today's show? Final thoughts for me are... Let's see the decor lines being rolled a little uh, a little better here. I know uh, Nicholas Mazzinpaolo, he's kind of the outlier here, but hopefully Zub comes back and DJ Smith rolls the lines here because Jacob Chikrin playing 30-plus minutes last night is no joke. So you he, he can't ride him like that again on a back-to-back because, Ross, you only got one day off after this and then you're playing the Flames. Like It's not like it's like, okay, now you just – of the metal for the back to back and you're chilling not the case so let's roll those deep pair lines a little nicer here tonight final thoughts for me thanks kyle bowen for jumping on last minute Legend. and also the postcast tonight after the ottawa senators take on the vancouver canucks so make sure you're subscribed on youtube and wherever you get your podcast we get the audio out as quick as possible i know some of you mentioned that you're on night shift or overnight we appreciate you guys for tuning in so we get that postcast audio up asap right after remember the postcast we vent or vibe last night was a vibe what will tonight bring we'll discuss after the game for today though we say goodbye have a great one sense fans thank you for listening for brandon pillar i'm ross levitan This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.